Chia Sakura is finally ready to confess her feelings for Nozaki. She struggles to find the words, and he thinks she's a fan and gives her an autograph. Turns out Nozaki is one of Sakura's favorite mangaka, and now she's suddenly his newest assistant. He might be oblivious, but she's just happy to be along for the ride. Is Monthly Girls and Zaki-kun the perfect series to introduce your friends to anime? Or should it be relegated to your own personal weeb watch list? I'm PJ. I'm Skylar. And this is Kawaii Disappointment. mangaka do you like know by name like there's like two subsets of manga people there's people who know mangakas and people who are like who oh i just read that oh okay um i know a few i let's see you know i've talked at length about you watase like how much i love all of her work bisco hattori which is host club and uh, millennium vampire no millennium snow is what it's called not vampire which it's about vampires, though. Yeah. See, I feel like I only know last names. Like, I know, like, Oda. Right. I know Horikoshi. I know Araki. Toriyama. I mean, I know Akira Toriyama. Right. But, like, I feel like in the shonen space, you mostly know last names. In the shoujo space, you mostly know full names. Yeah. But, yeah, there's so many uh, amazing mangaka out there. And I think it is important to, like, know who's creating the things. Especially if you're, in, you know, an anime watcher. It's very easy to be in love with an anime and never go after the manga. But, you know, that story came from somewhere. And nine times out of ten, it's pretty exclusively the manga. Obviously, there's changes that happen here and there. But, you know, respect. Respect the source material, bro. <laughs> Please don't mess with what's already perfect. You know what I mean? Well, and let's talk about something that might be perfect. Hello and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, the show where two lifelong weebs guide you through a new anime every week to determine if it's a kawaii success or a kawaii disappointment. With you as always is me, your host, producer, and weeb of all trades, PJ. And your wannabe magical girl, Skylar. And this week we are watching Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun, which was suggested by our patron, Jellums, and by one unnamed requester. Don't forget, if you have an anime you'd like us to cover, recommend an episode using the form in our beacons or our website. But thank you guys for the recommendation. Thank you guys. God, I love you, Jellums. <laughs> and I love you, unnamed listener. Why don't we do our anime vibe check? Skylar, what was your vibe on this series before you watched it? So basically, I was just going through a random list. I had um, watched a bunch of shoujo and I felt like I had exhausted um, everything like via Crunchyroll. And I think at the time I watched it on Netflix and I was just... I wanted something that was like, you know, not based off um, an Intome game so that like it wasn't just going to be a pointless harem or something. And um, this kept popping up and the title makes it seem like it's going to be a harem. And so I kept putting it off. But there's just so many reviews saying how funny it was. And um, I was just like, okay. And then I, I put it on. And yeah, episode one had me like bending over laughing. Yeah, I think because of the name, you know, Monthly Girls and Saki-kun, you could easily lean into maybe it being a harem, like a guy who just goes through a different girl every month or something like that. Or, you know, like you don't really get in the immediate 
like this guy writes shoujo manga. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I think for me, I I mean, I had what is like half of my introductions to some anime, which is me like sleepily walking in on Skylar watching this at like 3 a.m. and then just deciding to sit there and keep watching it with her. Yeah, I think you came in like the last four episodes of the season. And I was like, this is cute. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. It definitely was. So honestly, even though I had seen the ending of this se- season, or I guess series because this is only one season, why? Hmm. This was our my first time seeing the beginning of it. Right. Which I was so excited about um, because I remembered really enjoying this and um, just being able to like revisit anime that I like remember really liking is so exciting for me. And I like being able to interact with you like um, with a fresh pair of eyes, you know? Yeah. And I think from uh, looking at kind of like the reactions out there, I think this is again a very well-liked series. People are very uh, excited to talk about it. I think it's one of the more popular shonen romances uh, that you can get in the space. You know, I think it's very much up there with like a Toradora or a Horimiya in terms of popularity. Right. And I think there's definitely a lot of crossover interest mostly because it focuses on shoujo and I think does a good job focusing on shoujo. So like even the shoujo girlies who don't use Usually, like lean towards a, a shonen romance. I think will enjoy this. Right? No, I completely agree. But I mean, I can only make so much of that assumption from the vibe that I get, from the vibe that I hear. I think we will get the truest uh, inclination after we watch episodes one, two, and three of Monthly Girls and Zaki-kun. So why don't we go ahead and do that, and we'll be right back. So stay tuned. <laughs> All right, we're back, and we watched episodes one, two, and three of Monthly Girls and Zaki-kun. Skylar, what was it like revisiting this show? Uh, it was so great. It just, it literally is still so funny, and God, I love it, and... Each episode feels so long and not in a bad way, in a in a good way. And oh God, it just made me laugh a lot. Yeah, no, I truly definitely really enjoyed this. There was a moment before we fully started getting into watching this uh, and recording where like obviously pre me doing like all the research and stuff where I was like, I've never seen this show. And that's when Skylar pointed out that I had watched like the last four episodes with her like forever ago. And the second episode one started and I saw how oblivious Nozaki was. I was like, oh, I remember this. (laughs) This is a fireworks one. (laughs) And obviously, if you've seen the show, you know what I'm referencing. But let's talk about some of that research I did (laughs) uh, by going through some housekeeping. So, Month of Girls Nozaki-hun, or Gekan Shoujo Nozaki-hun, is based on the manga by Izumi Tsubaki that ran in Gangan Online from August 2011 to the present uh, for a current total of 14 volumes. The anime was directed by Mitsue Yamazaki and done by studio Doga Kobo for TV Tokyo, running from July to September of 2014 for 12 episodes. There is also a four-episode OVA that ran from September of 2014 to February of 2015 that also released. There is an audio drama series that released in June of 2013, but that is all of the media that we currently have for Monthly Girls and Sakikun. So with that, let's quickly, quickly break down episodes one, two, and three. Chio Sakura confesses her feelings to her crush, Umetaro Nozaki, but he misunderstands and gives her an autograph. She then discovers that Nozaki is actually a famous shoujo mangaka named Sakiko Yumino. They start working together on romantic scenarios for his manga. Sakura meets Nozaki's shy friend and assistant, Mikoto Mikoshiba, 
who secretly serves as a model for the manga's heroine. Sakura introduces Nozaki to her athletic and oblivious friend, Yuzuki Seo, and Mikoshiba introduces them to his popular androgynous friend, Yu Kashima. Sakura also learns that Masayuki Hori, who scolds Kashima, is the one who does backgrounds for Nozaki's manga. Nozaki struggles to create a new script, but with the help of Sakura, Mikoshiba, and Hori, he finally finds inspiration, also accidentally bases a female lead on Mikoshiba once again. And that's episodes 1, 2, and 3 of Monthly Girls and Saki-kun. <laughs> oh, God. I love everything about this anime. And I, I really need to go and read the manga because I know it's one of those um, cases where season one is just a preview for the manga and we will never get season two. I really love how defined each character is and that they all kind of like a trope and a place in the manga. Like, I really do love how he um, bases all the personalities from his manga on the people that are around him. Yeah, I love the realization moment when she realizes that Mokushiba is the heroine and <laughs> he just she just sees like all of Mokushiba's annoying behaviors, but translated really well into the shoujo. Right. Because, like, Mokushiba is, like, such a little bitch, and I kind of love him for it. (laughs) Because, like, A, he's, like, hot, right? And he loves that the girls are all over him. But he, like, gets so embarrassed by his own, like, flirtiness, which is, like, a funny, funny bit, a funny trope. It's not really a character trope I've seen before. Yeah. Um, But the favorite moment for me, obviously, is when he's, like, when they're first drawing together, and he's, like, don't ask me for any help. I hate annoying questions. And then he just kind of, like, awkwardly follows her. And then Azaki has to be like, I think he wants you to ask him for help. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, of course I can help you. Oh, wow. You don't know how to do this? (laughs) And she's just like, wow, you're amazing. I didn't know how to do that at all. Like, she's really good at, like, just kind of patronizing people. Right. Um, But I like the, the, like, shift to seeing, like, those same character and personality traits done in a much more... Uh, like likable way in the show in the shoujo protagonist exactly like she you really have to like break it down you're like oh there he is let's talk about seo i love her friends so seo is much. a psychopath <laughs> The Lorelei of the Glee Club. Is that like a reference to something? I don't know. Maybe. When they said it, I was like, is this like a thing I should know? I was going to say, maybe it's like a famous like opera thing. Look it up, PJ. Is it opera? Is it like a tragic character? Uh, Lorelei. Lorelei. Lorelei is an opera. Maybe that's what it's in reference to. Okay. Oh, the Lorelei in German lore is a siren of distracting beauty set to sit atop a particular rock at the edge of the River Rhine, enchanting sailors with her song. There you go. So ah. she is the the siren of the Glee Club. Wait, and she brings destruction to all of those who encounter her. <laughs> she is like a biblically, biblically accurate mermaid. <laughs> yeah she is utter chaos she is insane i love that weird like 80s action manga or action anime moment that her and nozaki share yeah it's like very like fists of the north star or something like the animation even changes like she's like i'll need your help to take care of these books and he's like you got it and then she's like you know they, they go through the whole bit and then he's like oh she's just not coming yeah, she's back like, i'll come back for you yeah so again we have these very well-defined characters we have um mikashiba who's like this Sundere. self-embarrassed 
um, but needs to be desired and wanted person. You have Seo, who's just this utter chaotic being, um, who is who is just. I, I like that uh, canonically, she is just really bad at talking to people. Like she has like so little regard for how other people exist in the world, and just doesn't realize it. Because there's like the thing where she's like, I don't know why people don't like her, and she's just you just see her being like such an accidental bitch to everyone right like she's not purposely trying to be a jerk but she is just a jerk i love when she's like very sincerely saying that like oh i must be perfect like no too perfect which is a problem right I love how the basketball team uses her as like an example of what not to do. Because she just breaks all the rules and it's like pure chaos. And yeah, yeah a ball. I love it. <laughs> a ball hog, whatnot. Yeah. Um, you have Kashima, who is uh, a trope I know you really love. My favorite. Which is the androgynous, um, androgynous female character who seduces all the women. Yes, this is literally my favorite person, and it is always my favorite person, even in Kiss Him, Not Me. Like, oh, I love it. Because I love I love a good gender bend, like, girl has to go dress and look like a boy, and then, like, it excites the hearts of men, and they're like, am I gay? And so, like, when I get to see this with the girlies, too, then my pansexual heart is like, huh, doki doki. <laughs> doki doki, indeed. <laughs> Cut this out. <laughs> Cut out the doki doki. <laughs> no, and but I love that trope as well, right? But I like that it's kind of like twofold where like Kashima is super charming and is like, you know, the prince of the school, but then it's like such a fucking idiot kind of. Yes. Beca- be- and specifically in the relationship with Hori, who we also meet, who is like the very dedicated club president, which is another trope that is prevalent in stuff like this. Especially in drama club. They're always so intense, but also it's always so good yeah like the drama club president and skip and loafer so dramatic i love him and i love his heels <laughs> but i like that he's so i know this sounds bad if you didn't watch it with us but i like that he's so physically abusive to, to kashima he's so violent but like she kind of needs him to be because she will just create chaos by being hot as opposed to say oh by being crazy because the problem is that all the girls are kind of in love with her so then they start fighting and they're like destroying the sets for the play and they're like she gets them to help but they're also bad at it and he's like we need to put on a play jesus (laughs) we need sets and he's like i need you to not be late to class so that you don't get kicked out of the play yeah i think that's very responsible and i love that everyone refers to him as um her escort (laughs) because to make sure that she actually goes to drama club i like when she's kind of trying to be like wait does is Nozaki-kun Hori's number one now? I thought I thought I was his number one. And, and she's just like, um, I don't know if you guys are even friends. She's like, no, of course. He's he's always taking me to class. And she's like, yeah, because he has to so that you don't get kicked out of the play. And she's like, but he's like, she just starts going through all these things. And then like the one thing she lands on is like, I know. he. I'm the only person he unapologetically hits. And she's like, <laughs> That's I don't think a- that means he likes you, bud. <laughs> That's not a good thing. But then he's like, Who's the, who do you think's more beautiful, me or Nozaki? And he's like, Nozaki. <laughs> and then when she runs to her for comfort, and she's like, no, I agree, it's Nozaki. 
Because then you also have our main characters. You know, you have Nozaki, who is this tall, handsome, insanely oblivious man who writes shoujo manga and does a very good job of it. I really, um, A, love the shoujo manga art they have in this. It's a very accurate depiction of really good shoujo manga art. The amount of manga um, that I've read specifically with this exact art style, so many. And this is such a perfect depiction of it. Yeah, and the storylines and everything is just so perfect. But he writes under a pen name, and people think he's a woman. Uh, he doesn't even really do that on purpose. It just kind of like happened. Yeah, he even said how he was trying to explain it to their to his friends, and they were like, "You need to give up the bit. Like this isn't a funny bit. <laughs> this isn't that funny. <laughs> Stop it. We don't care. That's not what. You, just don't lie to us anymore." He's like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and then we obviously have like our main main character, which is Sakura, who is hopelessly in love with Nozaki, but he is just, she's not good enough at explaining that she's in love with him, and he's too oblivious to pick up on any of the hints. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> But she does just happen to be an ex- ex- excellent artist who is able to help him uh, by doing the beta for his manga. I do love because he admits that he's uh, he was watching her specifically for her talent. So, like, I love that it wasn't just like this random um, thing happening, you know, where he's just like, oh, this person is a fan. Let's like rope her in. But like- I do like that. Because, like, the it, she does a very weird love confession. It is not his fault that he is this oblivious. But she starts it by being like, I'm such a fan of you. But she doesn't know he's a mangaka. She means it, like, as a person. Yeah. And then, he, and then she struggles to say the, and I like you part. So then they just stand awkwardly. And he's like, oh, she must be my manga. Here's an autograph. And it's so funny there. But it's, like, three times funnier when, like, she goes. They've now known each other for, like, weeks and have been friends. And she's been his assistant and then she tries to confess again and she says the fan part again and he gives her another autograph and she's like at that point it no longer makes any sense she already has one first of all but but the and she's just like yay yay Yay, this is so exciting this is exactly what i wanted how'd you know (laughs) but again it's on her because she struggles to say it yeah. Well, she's she's cute. She's a little she's a little person. Oh yeah, my god. She's not innocent though. I'll tell you that much. That's she ain't true. innocent. She was so ready to she was ready. She was ready to throw that hair into a ponytail and Shonazaki kun a good time. She yeah. First of all, when she first is walking with him to his apartment, I was just like girl like really so because he's just like all right come like come to my place and she's like okay and then i was like okay like that's not how this is supposed to go and (laughs) you know you're supposed to be like what and then when she's there she's like oh no like i mindlessly followed him maybe i should just like go home but then another girl might show up and then he's like are you ready and she's like i'll do my best whatever it takes (laughs) Yeah, and then she was, and she was like so fucking ready to write that dick, honestly, and like most of the motivation was like I gotta be the best at this that I, th- I gotta be the best at this thing I've never done, so a girl doesn't come and replace me. Yeah, which is like, girl, don't, don't. I know he's cute, but like, he's not you don't have cute. to. You don't have to do something you don't feel that comfortable with. Like, if he's going to pick someone else, it's not worth your time. Right. If you want to do it for you, you do it for you. But don't do it just because you think it's what he needs or what you need to do for him. 
Hey, gang. If you're listening to this as you get ready for day one of AX, well, we will not be there at day one of AX, but we will be there for day two of AX. So if you will be at day two of AX, reach out to us. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to say hi and give you some free little goodies uh, for any of you that come say hi. And if you're someone who is listening to us after meeting us at AX because you are super duper cool and follow those QR codes, follow all those scans, and you're listening to us for the first time, welcome. Regardless, I hope whoever was at AX had a good time. Whoever didn't get to go to AX had an even better time. And we're just excited to keep interacting with you guys in any way that we can. Are you craving more Kawhi Disappointment? Then check us out on Patreon. Hours of bonus content for just $3 a month and new episodes every month to keep the content coming. This month, we are going to have a bunch of episodes to celebrate our return, as well as all of the goodies that come with our different patron levels. $3 a month gets you access to all of our content. $5 allows you to vote on patron polls and shape the future of the pod. And for $8, you get a personalized postcard, stickers, buttons, and more sent directly to your doorstep every month. So if any of that sounds exciting, find us on patreon.com at patreon.com slash kawaii desu pod. A special shout out to all of our patrons, starting with our $8 patrons, our eternal desu patrons. The incomparable Alex Jones, the truly amazing Lucy in the Sky, the wonderful Ruby Cyclone, and the magnificent Skullbosh. They're not alone though, as we also have our $5 patrons, our super Desu patrons, starting with Jellums, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, and if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the Pirates don't eat the tourists. And finally, last but not least, our $3 patrons, our Kawaii Desu patrons, Albany G, Aubrey Z, Eliza L, and Nymphomercial. You are all truly Kawaii Desu in my book. You can keep up with us on your favorite social media platform. We are on all major platforms under at Kawaii Desu Pod. You can also be a part of the community and be even more up to date by joining our Discord. Links to everything is in the show notes, and you can also find links to everything on our website, kawaiidesupod.com. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. If you want to support the show in other ways, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or wherever you listen to us. It goes a long way, and we always appreciate your support. We will be back next week as we dive into the world of Blue Lock. Now, back to the podcast. If you had to choose, like, an alternate OTP, what would it be? Um, in this? Yeah. But if Sakura doesn't end up with uh, Nozaki, who would you want her to end up with? With Hori. I like their dynamic yeah. because, like, they bond very quickly. With the painting. They get along very well. And they're both very, uh, they both had really good chemistry when they were acting out yes. to play together. I love how into it she got. She should Yeah, she's a dr- very good actress. Yes. Which you know she is because he doesn't hesitate to tell people when they're bad actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when Mikashiba comes in to read for the maid, which he doesn't realize he's about to read for it he thinks they're actually fighting because they're that good of actors. Um, <laughs> and then he like whiplash level fucking J.K. Simmons whiplash coaches him into being a better actor. <laughs> like He's like better with more force with more feeling. And he's just like going at him until finally he gets right. He's like, see, I knew you could do it. And then that whole thing, though, changes the whole trajectory of the script for the play. Yeah, it becomes the strict, it's like the strict prince and the The nervous maid or something like that. (laughs) 
Played by Mikushima. Played um, by Mikushima. My ultimate pairing would be Hori and Sakura, but my toxic pairing would be Mikushima and Sakura. <laughs> I think they'd be cute, but I think Hori, I think, would treat her right. Yeah. I I like that everyone in this is a little gay. Yes, 100%. <laughs> During Pride Month? Yes, please. Because, like, I think it's very subtle. I don't think it's, like, even purposeful all the time. But, like, Nozaki definitely finds Mikashiba attractive. Right. Kashima clearly finds most girls attractive, but also clearly has a thing for, like, Hori. Right. No, 100%. Um, and and I mean Sakura has a thing for Nozaki and Kashima. Not for Mikashima though. Yeah. Well <laughs> Which is such a funny bit which she's like torn between them when they're both staring at her. And she's like, if I should look to the left, it's beauty. When I look to the right, it's beauty. And she's just getting redder and redder, and then she just throws herself into Mo- Mo- Mikashima's arms to be like, Ugh, finally <laughs> I can relax. And then he thinks it's like a come on. <laughs> and she's like literally the opposite. Right. See, and then that's that's why it's my toxic pairing. <laughs> I wouldn't pick it because canonically she does not find him that attractive. Even though he is clearly very attractive. All the girls in the school are very into him. They're more into Kashima, which I is think, how their friendship started. Right. Was Mikashiba and Kashima were always in competition for girls' attention, for sports, for everything. But Kashima was ultimately just literally always better than him. Right. Like, even when he's saying, like, school, like, in competition, you would think that, like, oh, they're neck and neck. But he's got, like, Fs. You see those paper and he's got a fucking 30 and she's got, like, 100. Yeah. Like, that's not competition, babe. <laughs> But I like the relationships that exist here. I like how this is almost like a workplace romance. <laughs> you know, that's a school romance. Because uh, so quickly, the main characters are all people that work on the manga. Um, because, you know, we have obviously Nozaki is like the mangaka, but Sakura does the betas. Um, Mikashiba does the accents and details. Hori does the um, the backgrounds. Um it seems like Seo is going to be Seo and Kashima are going to be muses more than anything. Um, I think I'm trying to remember because um, right now Kashima clearly is um, was always the prince ideal because that's the problem in most of episode three is he finally meets uh, Kashima and it ruins his ideal perception of them right because they go from the perfect prince to like this ridiculous girl who can't get to class and needs to get beat up by Hori to do anything see and it's just like a, a kind of a <laughs> kind of like a uh, player because like you get that moment when like she's literally just going girl to girl to girl and one of them's like it's been so long and she's like yeah but I can never forget a face like yours she's like say my name and she's like okay uh, princess, princess. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like oh this literally ruins my idea of what they're like so it like makes it hard for him to write I fucking love all this god damn pj i just want you to watch the rest of this i know you watched the last four episodes of it but it just it gets so good <laughs> but you're like but there's a middle like Part, <laughs> like five episodes listen, you have even you- met wakamatsu who's the eraser the mortal enemy of seo and PJ. i feel like most people that interact with seo or seo's mortal no, enemy like literally his whole shtick is because he's the captain of the basketball club is he literally has insomnia because 
because of like how uh, much she's terrorized him that like anytime he goes to sleep, he just has nightmares about her. But he's in love with the voice that is the Lorelai of the Glee oh, Club. Does he not know? And he doesn't know. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> well, now you're spoiling shit, Skylar. <laughs> Sorry, cut this out. Oh my gosh, bleep everything! No, 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 we'll keep it in. We'll keep it in. Oh my gosh. Well, all right, so yeah, there's clearly a lot more to come. Um, but like, let's explore a little bit more in terms of like uh, the manga side of things. Because I, again, this quickly becomes like a workplace like romance because what you're really going through is this mangaka and his assistants, right. which I think is maybe even the name. I think there's an anime called the mangaka and his assistants. Um, but I have never read it. I, I I've never seen it. So I might be wrong here, but I think it's unique that, um, it's a shonen series talking about the creation of shoujo manga. Mm-hmm. So I just I think that's super uh like interesting that that's the subject matter that they would choose. Yeah, especially for like a shonen romance type thing, you know. Um, yeah. But like I I love anime that really gives like a cute little tongue in cheek behind the scenes look at things you know what I mean and like you really get to know like oh this is the process and like these are the inspirations um, we know that uh, Nozaki cannot draw buildings or backgrounds um, yeah <laughs> but he's but again a he's such a, a, a phenomenal artist but also a really good writer like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. He's not just like, you know, I, I feel like we haven't really touched on it, but he's not just like some like local, like he likes to write a manga and like, that's it. Like he's in the equivalent of like a, you a know, shoujo weekly beat. Show, like a shoujo beat or, or like shonen jump, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's a published, you know, weekly or monthly, I guess. Yes. <laughs> um, it's in the title PJ. Magazine. <laughs> Oh, exactly. <laughs> um, and his manga is called Let's Fall in Love, which is perfect shoujo manga name. Perfect. Yes, I agree. Um, but I like that canonically in this, like he's he's never been in a relationship. So all of the situations are just based on the re- interactions he has with his friends, a lot of them being Mikashiba. Right. But, you know, he he has this moment where he says, like, I've never experienced love, but I've given a lot of girls advice on romance. But, like, and we might get this as a confirmation, but my headcanon is it's all girls who have tried to confess their love for him, and he's misread it. Yeah. No, honestly, I would not be surprised. <laughs> um, God. What I love is also because, like, we see how talented and good he is, but character, uh, male characters that have are supposed to have like definition stuff, he gives them all the same face unintentionally because it's just his favorite style for men. It's so funny when they're going th- when we're going through that manga scene where the three guys are fighting, and what like you know you have the one scene where the guy's like, "I'm not gonna give someone to uh, give her to someone with such a perverted face like you," and then the <laughs> other guy's like, "I know I'm not as handsome as the other two of you, but like I'd love her," and it's like <laughs> literally just three triplets basically. <laughs> they all look exactly alike. Oh uh, yeah, no, it's so funny. Um, it 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 does give you a small insight into what it's like to create manga like the different jobs that exist you know because i've always even me like i've always heard of mangakas having assistants and them helping them with publishing the manga but i never actually knew what they did right i guess really until i was watching this 
Yeah, you learned something. And that's, I guess, on me for never watching Bakuman, but <laughs> <laughs> this is where I'll get it. Um, the only other two moments I wanted to talk about were when he, like, kind of haplessly saves a cat from a tree by letting it, like, jump on his face. Yes. But then, like, he still saves him, and then, like, the entire cat family, like, cuddle him? That was weirdly, unnecessarily yeah, cute. Yeah, they all jumped on him, too, and he's just to cuddle covered him. in- Yeah, but he's also covered in scratches. And then, we talked about it earlier, but there's a scene where she gets the second autograph from him during the second attempted love confession, and she has, like, a moment where she's like, where she's like, yay, this is exactly what I wanted, but she's, like, crying while saying yay, and- this is a gif I have used millions of times on our Discord, on our Twitter, on our Facebook. Um, and I always thought it was like happy crying. And that's what I've always used it as. Right. That's not the context in the episode. <laughs> it's like disappointed crying. And trying to look um, happy. Yeah. So if anyone's ever gotten that gift for me and then and has watched Monthly Girls and Saki Kun, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Peach. <laughs> I promise. I thought it was happy crying. Oh my god. Uh no, I would say just just keep using it. I feel like not enough people have yeah. been blessed to be experienced with this anime. Love it so fucking much. <laughs> yeah. No, again, uh, the characters are really what sell this show, uh, which is why we spend most of the episode talking about it. Um, you know, it's it's such a character driven story, and these three episodes do a good job of really introducing you to the cast of characters, so that the future episodes can really focus on telling you the story of the romance and the ups and downs and the hapless uh, misunderstandings right. that come. Um, but you can't talk about this series without talking about the music for it. So let's talk about that. The music for Monthly Girls and Sakikun was done by Yukari Hashimoto who uh, did music for other episodes we've done such as Torodora and Mr. Ozamatsu. Uh, what do you think of the music of this show? The music is so amazing. Um, you know, we mentioned tone a lot because obviously that's what music influences a lot. But like, the different genres it jumps in and out of like for example, like, you know, when we were talking about, like, the North of the Fist Star kind of moment, like, that North 80s, of the like, Fist Star? Yes. The Fist of the Star of the North. Is that what it's called? Fist of the North Star, Skylar. Jeez Louise. <laughs> well, the second time was a joke. God. I'm not that dumb. Just a little dumb. And um, just, like, the music is so incredible. I lo- It gets so dramatic, especially when, like... Sakura has those like brain breaking moments and it's just it's wonderful it's some of the best like composition I've heard in in anime for like a while just because of how like exaggerated and amazing and how funny it is truly And even like, because again, I think what makes a really good score in a series like this is taking every scene at face value. Um, So like when we are in those moments where they're exploring the panels of the shoujo, like you get very like shoujo-esque music, Um, you know, when they're going through the comedy. Again, like you've talked about, it captures the mood very well and takes it seriously every time, which I think is, again, the way you do this well. Yeah, which is, you know, when... 
uh, her and Hero were doing the the play or like were reading the lines. That's exactly what the music is doing. They're both taking yeah, it so seriously. You gotta commit to the bit. Always. Uh, yeah, no, it's phenomenal. But let's also talk about the OP and the ED for the show. So the OP is Kimi Janakya Dame Mitai or Seems It Can't Be Anyone Other Than You by Masayoshi Oishi. Skylar, what'd you think of that OP? This OP was so fun. It's so kind of like funky and groovy. Yeah. And I love it. Um, And when it hits that, like, you know, what is it called? What is that part of the song where it like... Chorus? No, it, yeah, I guess so. Um, and when it hits the course, it's literally even more fun. Like, ugh, it's so good. I love it. Yeah, it's definitely, again, yeah, it's very funky. It kind of reminds me, but it's not the same style at all, but it very much reminds me of the Love is War OP. I was like thinking. Like OP1. Yes, exactly. Because like that um, one was really funky too. Yeah. And the entire time while we were watching it, I just kept turning to Skylar and be like, I slap it a bass. As- <laughs> because like <laughs> they are picking and slapping that bass the entire OP. Yeah, but It's honestly. a great song. I think it's super fun. I think it starts off thinking it's going to be a very weak OP uh, and then it quickly picks up but something about the very very beginning is like oh this isn't going to be good and then it gets good yes it gets good and let's talk about that ED our ED is Uraomote Fortune by Ari Ozawa aka the voice actress of Sakura Skylar, what do you think of that ED? Ah, uh, diabetes. It is literally so sugary sweet. Like the quintessential example of like bubblegum, like pop, basically. Like this is every cutesy, um, every cutesy anime opening or ending now, we've ever heard. Do you think it's super sweet or is it saccharine sweet? I think it's super sweet. Do you uh, think it's teetering the line? It yes, doesn't cross I do. Over? It almost feels like. Um, it almost feels like it's gonna be like fake and like kind of meh, but I think it has enough like kind of quiet parts. It's not too, and when I say quiet parts, I mean just like slower, I guess, not quiet. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's not, not hyper poppy. Yes. Along with being bubble gummy. Yes. And exactly. I think that's what saves it from being like 
maybe annoying. Yeah, it saves it from being like a night core disaster. Yeah. I always like when one of the leads sings the OP or the ED. I always think it's cute. So fun. I love it. And I love to see it here. I think Adi Ozawa does a phenomenal job. A, as um as Sakura, but also as a singer. Yeah. Um, Unlike This is the a weird spot actress. to talk about it. But the dub for this is not very good. Yeah, it's it's not. And we do not recommend the dub great. for this show. And honestly, I, f- I, I mean no ill will towards the voice actress of Sakura in the English dub, but she was the wrong choice for Sakura. Yeah. Honestly, she probably would have been great as like um, Seo or even... Um, Oh my god, what's her name? Kashima. Uh, she would have been great. Maybe not Kashima, but maybe, but definitely Seo. Yeah. Yeah, but she. I I think I think Sakura needs like a like a bubblegummy voice, like yeah. a high pitched cutesy voice, and that's not the dub actress's forte. Which it's just, not her jo- that's not her fault. It is the director and the casting director's fault. You just reminded me of the part where Seo accuses um, Nizaki of being a lolicon. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like the only. Re- she's like the only reason you could be with her is because you're a lolicon. <laughs> um, but yeah, weird spot to bring out that the dub isn't the best uh and again if you want need to watch the dub because you need to watch the dub no hate here i just think um the subs uh, not only better but i just don't think the dub is very strong for right. this um but again uh phenomenal op phenomenal ed but let's talk about them just a little bit more as we move to our segment what modern contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros skylar who do you think would have done a good job with seems it can't be anyone other than you so um i was like this is pretty funky um so it's kind of delving into some like modern funk um which is honestly kind of hard um because like a a lot of it was just like oh this doesn't really feel like funk to me but whatever um i feel like this is a little too intense for the easygoingness of uh what the opening is but i was like the the vocals are kind of there and like the it's more so like the callback, you know, like when they're like um, he's singing and then, you know, the the background vocalists are like doing the call and response singing. Uh, but it's called Single Entendre by Here Comes the Mummies. I think it's definitely a choice. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, it's definitely in the realm, right? I think um, I know. I feel like I know the search, you know, the search results and everything that you were going through and how you landed here. And this was like your best choice. But I think it's definitely a lot more sky than it is funky. Yeah. And I think the vocals are okay. I think they're definitely okay. Uh, but it's definitely a lot slower, too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It just... So many things I was looking for just didn't have the high energy but easygoingness of what it is, you know? Yeah. I really like my answer, but I do think it's a lot more techno-y than it is funky. But it has some funky elements. Uh, I ended up going with Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. So you're more so like matching the structure of that part of the song, which I think yeah, is a, it's, a- it's definitely I definitely focus more on having a similar like speed and structure. I didn't think I would 
I agree with you that uh, modern funk uh, just isn't here. This isn't it, but this is what it is. So it was, it was hard. You couldn't really find the right genre doing this. And it sucks because I feel like there is a correct answer, but I feel, I like-, feel like I feel like I I know a Japanese song that's very similar to this. Uh, that's an anime OP, but I love wouldn't is pick war. that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, it's actually not Love Is War. It's um, it's a Naruto OP. Ultimately, I I don't love my choice, but I think I I I tried really hard to stick to the structure and the speed. Yeah, no, the structure and speed is where it shines. You did great. Nah. Now, I am proud of my ED choice, so let's see if you are too. Skylar, who'd you pick for Urao Monte Fortune? So, I'm really frustrated because I had found the perfect playlist on Spotify that had a bunch of, like, English artists that um, had very, like, bubblegum pop high, high uh, registered voices. And I took a screenshot of it, and it's on my broken phone. So I had to start from scratch. So I'm not so happy with my answer. Um, but I went with uh, Waka Laka, which is a DDR uh, song by Jenny Rom Zippers. <laughs> I mean, I definitely feel, you know, I mean, you try to go for the bubblegummy vocals uh, and it's a little bit slower. I definitely think it's still too hyper poppy to uh, really be super duper close, but I think it's not a bad choice. Okay, thank you. So I similarly just try to find something uh, bubblegummy-ish and actually found a song that I thought did this very well. Um, like I personally thought it was such a good um uh not I don't think it was like a perfect copy, but it really gave me similar vibes. Uh maybe definitely a little bit more techno-y. But I ended up going with If We Never by Ioban and Vin. <laughs> See, it's so interesting because um, some of the playlists I was going through had a lot of this artist on it. But as I was scrubbing through, I only heard the music. I never heard the vocals. So it's just like, well, it's just music. (laughs) But like being able to actually hear the vocals, it has like a really great, again, structure. You're like really matching the structure and the vocals are pretty dead on. Thank you. Yeah, I was actually like the second I heard this, I was like, this is it. I don't need to keep looking. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, good choices all around. Um, I, I think the LP was definitely a lot harder to match. And the, I mean, the bubblegums are always hard to match. Yeah. So I was happy I found a good one. Uh, but it's never that easy. <laughs> but that is the end of our music segment, which means it is time for us to start getting our closing thoughts here, which means it's time for our series of questions. So let's go through those. Skylar, uh, this is an anime you um, had seen before. Uh, it's one that I have seen bits and pieces of before. But finally, uh, revisiting it together holistically, we got to uh, really see those fun moments together for those for, for the first time. Um, and if you were watching this for the first time again, would you keep watching Monthly Girls and Zaki Kun? Absolutely. I I want to continue rewatching it. It's so good. <laughs> I just, it's so funny. 
Yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed this. I definitely want to keep watching, especially because it's so short. There's only, you know, a handful of episodes. Like you can 12, get through I think. this. Exactly. You can get through this in a sitting if you really want to. You know, um, it reminds me of like something like Kiss Him Not Me, where it's like, all right, I can just kind of binge through this and be done. And that's always a very easier pill to swallow when you're uh, watching so as much anime as I am to be like, oh, this one's short. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, I think I would definitely keep watching this. But would other people, would you recommend Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun to someone looking to start their anime journey? Oh, okay. So I'm like weirdly on the fence about this because I think it's so funny. And like, it feels like a double-edged sword for me in the sense of like, it talks about a lot of like manga and stuff. And I'm like, okay, would this scare people away because they don't really know or care about what manga is? Or is it going to like explain it to them and be like, hey, like you want to read this too? I'm leaning a little bit more towards no. Yeah, I could see that. I I don't think this is like super late in the game, but I think this is obviously very referential of the manga business, of those tropes that exist in a lot of these things already. I think you need some context a little bit before going into this. I think it easily, if someone started with this, I don't think it'd scare them off, but this just isn't what I would recommend to someone to start with. Right, no. Um. So, you know, I will say, unfortunately, right now, it's a Kawaii Desu thumbs down. We would not recommend this as a starter. Anyway, that does not mean that it is not good. Um, if you were to watch it, how many episodes do you think it would take for someone to get hooked? It's time for the three-episode rule. How many episodes would it take for someone starting the show to really fall in love with it? I think uh, episode one, honestly. I'd agree. I think episode one gives you the most of the setup. I think episode two and three is just starting to introduce more of the characters. Right. You're not getting a ton other than those characters, which are great but um i feel like you get everything you need to really be invested by episode one um so yeah even though we don't think it's a great starter once you do finally watch it i think it's only going to take one episode to really get hooked i mean if you like really want like the comedy i think episode two is where it like really kind of makes me like laugh the most so like maybe episode two but i i honestly think episode one is strong enough I think there's enough funniness there, too, anyways. That's where we think it'll be at one episode. But again, we don't think that this would be the best starter anime. So uh, as opposed to doing our fo- our best follow-up, why don't we pick the best replacement series? If if you had come into this hoping to recommend Monthly Girls Osaki-kun to someone as their first anime and you realize that it wasn't the best first starter, what would be a great alternative that matches the same vibe? Okay, so this is going to sound weird at first. It's going to be the comic artist and his assistants. I'm joking. Honestly, it gives me like Orin Host Club like vibes in the sense of like everyone is just so dramatic and you have like the straight man and Nizaki reminds me of um, Mori. And then you have characters that are like uh, Kashima is very like Labelia, like enduring that school and stuff like that also reminds me of like kiss him not me just all these tropes can be found in other like romantic comedies and i think just host club gives me that kind of vibe see i i love host club i don't think it's the replacement for this Uh uh-huh i to me the vibes are very different yeah 
I think a a really good series that you could introduce uh, that you could pick for this, I think would actually be Wotakoi. Because I think it gives you a lot of that similar, like, because again, this ultimately kind of breaks down into, like I said many times, a workplace romance. Mm -hmm. And I think Wotakoi is one of the best workplace romances. But you also have those very ridiculous big personalities that you have here in Wotakoi. Honestly, I'm disappointed that I didn't make the connection because I think this is a pretty perfect answer. And it's great because like it, you know, uh, high school, a lot of times you feel like constricted to like the rules of a high school. You have like parents and you have like, you know, school and grades, etc. And this is kind of, you know, school is just like where they all meet each other. It is about their outside life. And mm-hmm. it does feel very similar to Wotakoi. And yeah, it was a great suggestion. Yeah. So with that, uh, we have a kawaii success. Unfortunately, a kawaii thumbs down. We do not recommend this as a starter anime. Uh, but if you did want something that captured the vibes, you could go either or on High School Host Club or Wotakoi. Um, and if you were to watch it, regardless, whether because it's not your first anime, you don't care, or because someone says, no, this is what I want, I do think it would just take one episode. So it is a one episoder on the three episode scale. So that is our final thoughts on Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. And there's only one question left to ask. And that question is, is there an AMA for that? All right, Skylar and me, we are still going on our head-to-head streak. We are still tied, uh, but maybe today's the time we finally break that tie. Uh, Skylar, what song and artist did you pick for your AMV? So I, you know, Eras is very popular right now. Miss Swift, our queen. Um, I went with the Taylor Swift classic, You Belong With Me. All right, Skylar. There is an AMV for You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift to Gekan Shoujo Nozaki-kun. Or Mother Girls Nozaki-kun. So that is three points in the book for you. Who does the subject look like? I mean, it's it's our main cast. Oh, okay, cool. That makes sense. Yeah! All, All right, right. PJ. I think, this, I think this is where we're going to tie break, because I think mine doesn't exist. You never know. No, I'm positive mine doesn't exist. Tell me. But it's what I want, and I don't think it's going to exist, because honestly, I can't imagine there's too many AMVs to this song anyways, but again, it's where my brain went. I went with Kiss Me by Sixpence, None the Richer. Oh, that would be so cute because she's like please kiss me underneath the moonlight stone okay hold on exactly <laughs> i think about them like you know the fireworks scene the famous fireworks scene yeah uh, and that song or something i i'm not seeing anything hold on one second like i said i i, I think we could call it skylar <laughs> you could call it i was just trying bj no i knew it wouldn't exist but you gotta go with your heart in games like this you know and unfortunately my heart led me astray today which means that we've officially broken our tie and skylar is now at 10 points for the season while i remain at seven that's okay he 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 no i'm joking <laughs> i'm i'm honestly kind of bummed that we are um not tied anymore i really liked being in sync with you but bye 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 now- <laughs> <laughs> yeah but bye 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 to me you're now in first Woo! 
Uh, but uh, maybe we'll narrow the gap or at least make the gap look uh, a little uh, taller by both getting a point. Who knows? Because there's still one, one, one more question I'd like to ask. Yes, and that question might be, it's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus round. PJ, myself, yes, Skylar? Do you think that there's an AMV for Nuzaki-kun to Evanescence Bring Me to Life? No. I do not think so. I will no. literally bite my forearm very, very hard. <laughs> if now I kind of want it to happen just <laughs> to hear that, I guess. Um, but no, there are, there are none. So that is uh, one additional point for each of us, putting us now at uh, me at eight, you at 11 for the season. I'm happy that we finally broken apart, though. Obviously, I wish I wish it was me on that stage. Uh, but uh, Skylar is now officially in the lead. But let's see how long she can keep that lead. So keep tuning in for our AMV segment every week. But that is the end of our AMV segment. You've got our thoughts. You got the answers to our questions. You got to see the uh, the upset of the year here in the AMV game, which means that you got through the entire episode. Thank you guys for being here with us for this episode. Thank you again. And Jellums and our unnamed listener for unnamed recommending listener. this show. You guys, again, I just love being able to revisit anime that have just brought me so much joy. So thank you. Yeah, no, this was a great time. Uh, I had a good time. I hope you had a good time. But more importantly, I hope our listeners had a good time. I hope they had a fun time. I hope they had a boxers or briefs time. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. Oh, my God. And I hope you had a yay. Oh, wow. Yay time. I guess to an extent, I don't hope you had that because that would mean that you were very disappointed in this episode. Uh, honestly. Um, but if My you bad. were, then I mean, day. let us know. We are always open to your feedback. But uh, regardless, I hope the feedback is good. And until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. And I've been Skylar. And yay, it's over. Yay. Bye, everyone. Bye.